Hey guys, welcome to the Marriage for Millennials podcast. It is 2.16 p.m. on August 22nd, the third episode. So thanks for listening again, or if you're new, um, once again, welcome. I'm your host, Rochelle Ham, created for marriageformillennials.com, which is a blog that discusses God's design for family, teaches women to honor Christ before marriage, and prepares younger women for family. Um, to put things in my real time, the blog is in the strategically single phase. What this means is that I do not address specific issues about marriage at this time because I am not married. Instead, my current focus is teaching women to honor Christ before a man and preparing them for family if that is a current desire they have. Now, before we get started, as always, I want to tell you where you can keep the conversation going with me after the end of the podcast, as well as some housekeeping for the site. As always, this will be posted on the site, marriagefromillennials.com. So if you have any questions or any comments, feel free to comment on that post. Or you can also visit the Facebook page, backslash MFMillennials. My Twitter and Instagram handle is at Rochelle Ham. So feel free to follow and talk with me there as well. Also, the podcast is on iTunes. So feel free to subscribe so that you won't miss a beat. You won't ever miss a podcast. Just type Marriage for Millennials in the iTunes search bar and it'll pop up. Last thing and new thing, if you've been following or even if you haven't, um, I've newly created the Dating Detox, which is my first crash course that teaches you how to dish the dating game and create your single strategy. So feel free to head to the site to check that out. I want to thank the people who who have already downloaded it. Um, Give me some feedback. You know, let me know what you liked, what you didn't like. Um, Again, it is free, free free.com. I know we all like free and it's for everyone from the single and content to the many of you that may be desiring a godly relationship so go cop that (laughs) all right let's jump in I'm trying to find my podcast voice so I can get comfy when I'm talking to you guys. I know it's coming. I know I got to get adjusted. I'm sure it'll click soon, but I'm just trying to get situated, you know. Anyway, originally I was actually planning on doing another podcast topic today, but a couple days ago I got a message from someone asking me to give my thoughts on a topic. And based on the question, I thought that a podcast would be the best outlet for me to respond, right? The message reads, Hey, Rochelle. I would love to hear your thoughts in a future topic centered around the timing of marriage. As a millennial about to get married next year, I've seen so many misconceptions. Women think they can plan when they will get married to the point that when God sends their husband, they push him away and overlook him because it's not 2020 yet. I'm sure you can get deeper into this topic, but too many women miss their blessing because they think they are younger than planned or not in that place of life. I'm a firm believer that God does not call the equipped, but he equips the called. And this can apply to everything. Why do we fear God? I've had my plan slap me in the face several times. God's plan is what always prevails. And marriage is God's plan. For many people, they just miss out because of their own plan. I thought marriage was about the timing of when you choose to say yes, but it's all about when God tells him to even ask. Thanks. Thank you, Jasmine, for that question. I'm going to break down your question into two pieces and answer that way. Um, When you said women think they can plan when they get married to the point that when God sends their husband, they push him away and overlook him because it's not 2020 yet. I'm not sure if you meant 2020 the year or 2020 as in picture perfect, but I'm just going to knock out two birds with one stone so that you can get a well-rounded answer. First things first, I totally agree. Marriage is God's plan. It's simply a human parallel to us being the bride of Christ. 
Now, some have the gift of singleness, which is a biblical thing. It is real. I don't have it, but it's a thing. But most people have the desire to be married. I also do agree that many women are trying to make their timing God's timing. I think that comes from a number of things, though, all under the umbrella of control from hurt, specifically from radical feminism. Let me paint a picture for you. Say you're in a relationship or even a friendship and... You know, someone offends you deeply, whether it's infidelity, talking behind your back, physical, emotional abuse, blah, blah, blah. You know, whether you choose to reconcile with that person or not, going forward, that hurt is going to cause you to want to have more control of the situation so that you lessen the chances of getting hurt again, right? Now, let me tie radical feminism into that picture. Before I do that, let me say this. I don't support radical feminism. I don't. Not that it's all bad, but it's definitely not all great either. When I say I don't support radical feminism, I mean radical feminism as in the third wave of feminism. Now, the first one and even the second waves were pretty awesome. You know, equal pay, women standing up for themselves, a vast majority of women from white women to women of color. But then the third wave came and things just really kind of went left, you know. Feminism became a plan to try and take the man out of the picture completely. You know, I don't need you, super independent, I want to do everything a man does, you know, put me in some pants. Like, you know, like it just got so extra. And as a result, you know, the government responded with government assistance and that has our society, specifically minorities, communities, not only dependent on it and unable to advance in life, but continue in a cycle of broken families with fatherless children, which then makes the cycle continue even more. But back to the picture and wanting to have control due to hurt. Third wave radical feminism, right? You got women fighting to be equal to men and hurt because of inequality, so much so that they are trying to control every part of their lives so that they can have the perfect life, the perfect career, the perfect body, the utopia, anything to lessen their chances of being hurt by the male species equality-wise, right? So they convince themselves that the desire they have to be with someone and the desire to start a family should be suppressed, like, you know, later. I'll get to that later. Now... Combine that with a society pushing a platinum wedding down your throat and you'll find yourself not only in debt, but (laughs) pushing off marriage until the year 2020 or until you feel your significant other is 2020, as in picture perfect. This is why when I hear men say I'm not ready for marriage because I want to have a house or be successful, I kind of cringe a little bit. You know, technically something will always come up. After you get the house, you're going to want the car. After the car, you're going to want to climb up the ladder at work. And it just goes on and on and on. Historically, regardless of finances or accolades, men were ready to take care of themselves by 1820-ish. And women were similar ready as well. Another reason why people got married early. And while there are pros and cons to that, overall, as a society, we have taken a slower approach to development. Our kids take less time to be dependent on their own. It's just a slower process. This is why at 23, 24, you know, as women, you see a cute baby, you're like, oh my goodness, I have baby fever. Where can I get one of those things, right? (laughs) It's probably also why being celibate is actually harder around that age. Biologically, your body is ready to be maternal. And as a result of kind of blocking that biological thing, you know, things get misconstrued things get off and then you have a whole load of chaos 
because you kind of ignored those things going on. With that being said, there's only one way for a man or a woman to prepare for marriage, and it really has nothing to do with marriage at all. Um, Proverbs 31, 10 to 31, and Titus 2, 3 to 10, there are also some additional scriptures in Ephesians. Um, Titus 2, in my opinion, is more suitable for the single or engaged woman. So let's read that one. It reads, Older women, likewise, are to be reverent in behavior, not slanderers or slaves to much wine. They are to teach what is good and to train the young women to love their husbands and children, to be self-controlled, pure, working at home, kind, and submissive to their husbands, that the word of God may not be reviled. Right? Good stuff, right? So, yeah, are you slandering women constantly or do you show compassion and uplift them? And I'm not talking about Facebook or I'm not talking about, you know, an inspirational quote or I'm not talking about, you know, putting on an event for women empowerment. But are you able to uplift women even in their sin? Do you show compassion or do you just talk behind their back instead of praying for them? Are you drunk most of the time? Not that Christians can't consume alcohol because they can, but has it become your master? Christians are not supposed to be getting drunk. Are you treating, are you teaching younger women what is good? Do you have self-control or do you let your emotions rule your every action? You get offended and you want to pop off, right? Feeling isn't always fact. Working at home and submissive, is there peace in your home? Um, Do you have a good relationship with your mother? If you can have one, can you take care of a home? Can you cook? Can you clean? Can you balance a checkbook? Not that it is all that you're supposed to do. Not that you're just sitting at home churning butter, you know, but can you do it? Do you have a submissive spirit? Not a doormat spirit because, no, I know a lot of women get confused when they hear the submission word. They're like, what are you trying to say? Like, you trying to say that he could just walk all over me? No, not saying that. But do you have a spirit to let your husband lead as the head of the household or are you always trying to be in control? Remember, ladies, anything with two heads is a monster. And maybe some woman should stay single until she can get some of those things in Titus 2 mastered. In the end, it's all about truly being a woman of God and showing yourself as the bride of Christ before you can be the bride of man. And when you are, that man of God will smell you from a mile away, pursue you, and a proposal is something that will come as a result of his submission to Christ and who you are, not what you've planned. It will also come on God's timing. And sometimes God's timing may be before yours, but it's always the right time. Well, I hope I answered that question for you, Jasmine, and thanks again for writing. Um, That's all I have for you guys today. I hope the rest of your week is awesome. Um, Feel free to find something that you're grateful for. Find a second thing. The first thing is that you're alive. (laughs) Remember to follow me on my social media handles, Facebook backslash MF Millennials and Twitter and Instagram at Rochelle Ham. Lastly, head to the site again to get the dating detox. Love you guys and stay Christ crazy. Take care. Bye. Hey guys, Rochelle here. Just coming to you with a PSA, a public service announcement. The music that you hear on this podcast are by two Christian artists that I thought were not only great for the podcast, but great in general. The first one is Myron Butler and Levi, Set Me Free. That's my jam. And the one you're listening to right now is by KB. It's called Drowning. Uh, Listen to the lyrics, love the songs like I do. And if you love it enough, purchase them. Support your fellow Christian artists. Alrighty guys, take care.